Hello and welcome to the New Zealand Initiatives podcast. I'm your host Chelsea Killick and today we are joined by Executive Director Oliver Hartwich. Hello Oliver. Hi Chelsea. Now you've been a columnist with Newsroom for a while and now you've added a second outlet for your writings. Tell us more. Yes indeed, I've been writing this Newsroom column every fortnight since I think 2018 and that column has always focused on European affairs, trying to explain what's happening in Europe to a New Zealand audience. My new column in the Australian is a bit different. I'm writing in the Australian about what's happening in New Zealand. And so today was my first column. Oh, right. So your first column for the Australian published today. Great. And it was a column about New Zealand's foreign policy settings in which you draw some comparisons with Germany. Are there really that many parallels? Well, at first you might think that there are none because the countries are so different. I mean, Germany, a country of 83 million people in the middle of Europe, New Zealand with a few more than 5 million in the South Pacific, completely different um, cultures, different languages, and um, quite a long distance apart. So you would actually wonder, are there any parallels? And I think there are some, and they became quite clear to me, especially after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So I'm looking at the state of German foreign policy today, and of course what you can see is that German foreign policy had reached a dead end and had to reorient after the um, invasion of Ukraine because the Germans had become extremely dependent on dealing with Russia, not least for Germany's energy imports. Germany had also neglected its military for a long time. So actually when Putin invaded Ukraine, the Germans realized that they had no military capacity to add to any conflict and they probably wouldn't even be able to defend themselves should it come to a, a wider war in Europe. In the next realization was that Germany had also annoyed its neighbors and allies because it didn't pull its weight militarily, politically, but also the neighbors were concerned, especially Germany's neighbors to the east, that Germany would just collude with Moscow at their expense, as it had done in the past. So Germany really um, made a number of really strategic, severe foreign policy mistakes. Mm. And um, I think there are lessons to learn for us here. Yeah, so... That was Germany. So what are the parallels with the New Zealand with New Zealand? I think there are quite a few. So let's um, go through them in turn. So Germany had become extremely dependent on Russia for energy imports. Now, we don't have a dependence on Russia, but we do have a dependence of a different kind on China, not for energy imports, but for agricultural exports. But the um, result is pretty much the same. So you're dealing with an autocracy. You make yourself extremely dependent for your economic well-being on this one trading partner on this autocracy and this is not healthy in the long run if the dependence becomes too great and if it comes at the expense of everybody else. The second parallel of course is in the military. So I mean consecutive US presidents have told the Germans can you please lift your defense spending to 2% of GDP because that was what all NATO members had promised. Well Germany never really reached that um, and uh, there was a lot of kicking and screaming in the German parliament when they tried to just increase it a little bit in the past few years. In New Zealand, defence spending 1.5%. When we have a nice national anthem, we sing God defend New Zealand because there's nobody else who could. <laughs> <laughs> we we hardly have a military to speak of here. We spend 1.5% on defence and of course we couldn't defend our country if we ever needed to. And that leads me to the third parallel. Since we can't defend New Zealand on our own, we need strong allies. Uh, we've always effectively relied on Australia, on the US for defense, but just like the Germans, we have annoyed our allies. 
So the Germans have annoyed their allies with basically doing their special deals with Moscow, not spending enough on on their military. And in New Zealand, well, we have annoyed our allies in so many ways, teaching the Australians how to treat China, not spending enough on defense, not pulling our weight in the region, and then also not being willing enough to engage more with the five eyes when it comes to foreign policy coordination. Right. There's quite some striking similarities indeed. Um, but there's another one, isn't there, and that's energy, right? Yes, and uh, I mentioned energy as well, because that is, of course, one of the really crucial points for Germany at the moment. So the Germans are dependent on Russian oil, gas and coal. So they're importing a lot of each of them. Actually, the dependence on Russian coal is even stronger for Germany than the dependence on Russian gas, where Russia supplies about 40% of Germany's gas um, at the moment. But for oil, it's more is than it 50%. Is now? They are trying to reduce that. Um, they are scrambling to secure alternative energy sources. But it was one of those things where Germany previously thought, well, we're going through this, what we call, Energiewende. So they transition towards renewable energies. And the idea was to phase out of nuclear power and coal simultaneously while trying to rely on cheap Russian gas as a kind of bridging technology until you reach properly renewable energy sources. Now, looking at New Zealand, well, we have a similar kind of uh, naive energy policy where we thought, oh, we're going to electrify the whole economy, we're trying to phase out of fossil fuels. And then a few years ago, we cut off um, oil and um, gas yes. offshore exploration, probably because the government needed a nice headline before heading off for a conference in Europe. And it was the same kind of naivete when it comes to energy security. And now in the context of the Ukraine war, we can see that you can't take any of that for granted and you need to really plan for your energy supplies for all eventualities. The Germans are learning it the hard way. I think we might still have some time in New Zealand to avoid the worst of these consequences. Well, is there any lessons that New Zealand could learn from Germany's mistakes? Well, quite a few, I think. So the Germans are, as I said, learning it the hard way now because they're learning it under pressure. They've got a war that's um, not even a thousand kilometres away and um, their economy is already feeling the stress of higher energy costs and um, it will become even more apparent should Russia, for example, switch off the gas supply. So the lesson for Germany is you cannot really naively trade with autocracies, dictatorships, thinking that they behave in a normal, rational, commercial sense because there are always geopolitical ambitions. You have to take them into account. The Germans didn't. The second lesson is if you are a liberal democracy, you have to act together with other liberal democracies. And that means you have to take responsibility. Mm. You have to take responsibility um, politically, militarily, and you have to then also make sure that you remain on good terms with your neighbors and allies. Well, the Germans didn't do that. Uh, they ignored them. They basically did their own special dealings with Russia. Right. And um, they thought they would get away with that. And um, that is now actually turning out to be disastrous for the Germans. Now, for New Zealand, I think exactly the same lessons. So, first of all, be careful when you're trading with autocracies. Don't make yourself too dependent on any one of them. Mm. Of course, I'm in favor of trade. I think it's a good idea, but don't be naive about it. The second lesson, pull your weight. Um, so, we have to probably increase our defense spending quite a bit. And we have to pull our weight in the region. We have to coordinate with our biggest neighbor and ally. Actually, can I just interrupt you? I understand that the Greens in uh, Germany are actually the ones pushing for more spending on the 
Yeah, and isn't that astonishing? Yeah, I mean, so the the Greens, are, yeah, the, the Greens, you're completely right, are the natural party of pacifism and have been for decades. In fact, they started out of the pacifist movement in the late 1970s and early 1980s, and now, as it happens, the Greens in the German government have the positions of Foreign Secretary, that's Annalena Baerbock, and Economics Minister, that's Robert Habeck. Now, these are crucial positions now in the context of this war. And it is the Greens now actually pulling the white. The Greens are now the party um, promoting weapons exports to Ukraine. The Greens are the party um, strongest now in favor of phasing out Russian energy sources. So I'm not sure whether that would actually play out in the same way here. I don't think our Greens are quite on the same page as their German counterparts. But it is one of the most astonishing developments in German politics to see that this once pacifist party on the left has actually turned out to be the party most in favor of NATO, most in favor of weapons exports, and actually probably best learning all the lessons of the past policy mistakes. Okay, let's hope that New Zealand pays attention to what is happening on the other side of the world. Uh, Thank you, Oliver, and for sharing your thoughts with us. And thank you all for listening. Until next time.